Welcome to the Edge of NFT podcast with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. We aim to bring you not only the top 1% of what's going on with NFTs today, but what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, but also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things that we love. This podcast is for the futurists and dreamers, the disruptors and creators, the fans and connectors, and the makers and doers that are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features Rish Lotlakar and Mariana Danilovich. Today's session is a special continuation of our previous conversation with Rish and Mariana, featuring a demo of the Superworld platform and follow-up discussion. Enjoy. Rish is the co-founder and CEO of Superworld, a virtual augmented reality universe mapped onto the real world that allows users to create, discover, and monetize content in AR. Throughout his illustrious career spent living and working in a diversity of international locations, he has collaborated with top players in finance, tech, film, and gaming. His team at Rogue Initiative Studios, the entertainment company he co-founded, consisted of veterans from Amblin Entertainment, Pixar, DreamWorks Animation, Disney, and Activision. Mariana founded and manages Infium a global consensus blockchain economy for creation of DeFi, NFTs, and consensus blockchain ventures. She is an advisor to Superworld and several other blockchain ventures. Prior to Infiam, she was the managing director of BitAngels, the first crypto angel network formed in 2013 that invested in the launch of Ethereum. She was the head of BD content aggregation and programming for MediaZone, a broadband video company of Naspers, the largest investor in Tencent. Mariana founded and directed the Digital Media Incubator at KPMG LLP with two dozen successful portfolio companies and was on the management team of Sony Pictures Venture Capital Fund. She served on the New Media Board of the Producers Guild of America, Board of Directors of Tim Draper's Zone Club and Mayor Reardon's Digital Coast Roundtable. Reesh, Superworld sounds amazing. And I'm sure our audience would love, you know, a quick demo if that's something you're open to. And what we'll do is we'll put it on video separately from our regular podcast. So if you're listening to this, you'll have to check out our, our YouTube channel as well to see this great demo. Does that work for you? Yeah, for sure. I'm happy to show you what we're doing at Superworld and can walk you through kind of the user experience of what buying virtual real estate's all about. It's always a, good to see it the first time, get used to it, and then you, you can be more comfortable doing it. So I'm happy to do that walkthrough. Do I need to get an appraiser and all the other traditional, do I need a loan officer? Or anything like that? Well, you know, that ecosystem is being built. So I've already, been, I've already gotten inbound interest from real world real estate agents that want to sell virtual land. So this is happening. And Tim Draper introduced us to a company that does real world, you know, real estate sales transactions that we're going to integrate with from the virtual world to virtual world and real world online to offline. I forget where I heard it. Maybe it was even on an earlier episode of our podcast, but somebody was, they were talking about virtual real estate and the value of it. And the principle that they called out was at least one of the principles. If you can get a bunch of people together in the same place, then there's value there, right? So whether it's a virtual space or a physical space, so it's very interesting to think about location, 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 
not necessarily, you know, what's surrounding, but who's going to be there. This is our welcome screen. We're just have a Earth Day image. So happy Earth Day, guys. You know, this is kind of what you see when you get to our page. This is our, our video. I highly recommend anyone who's interested in Superworld to watch the video. The video kind of goes over what Superworld is. Again, we're selling 64.8 billion unique plots of virtual land around the world. We have a mobile app that's an open beta right now that you can download. If you buy the virtual land, you share in revenue created on your virtual land. So it kind of walks you to, through that. And then these are examples of, you know, hot properties that we all know around the world that again, our virtual land encompasses. One of our advisors, Robert Scoble, talking about how passing on this could be like passing on Bitcoin one day. And, you know, again, going into the mobile app, we have a few different products. So the virtual real estate is the first product that we're kind of have out that's live on the market right now. The other thing that's coming in the next few weeks is a full NFT salon. And this will enable anyone to create digital assets out of any file type across any category. So art, music, sports, science, education, you name it. You know, this is super world. So we really support all different types of genres and categories. And that's what this is, just showing you how the, the marketplace will look, you know, engaging in the creative economy, all about creating NFTs. The mobile app, um, just a, a quick kind of look through of that. This is in open beta right now. It allows you to put augmented reality content anywhere and be able to access that content from anywhere. This shows you some of the features that will be available when the app fully launches and some of these features already exist. So you can always go down and, and play with that while it's available. One final thing I'll highlight is this is Team Superworld. It's our affiliate program, it's our loyalty program, but the point of it is what we wanna do is incentivize users by allowing them to earn crypto from any action they take in Superworld, as well as to benefit the earth from actions that they take in Superworld. So as an example, this month, we're planting a tree every time someone buys a plot of land in Superworld. So we want to do more and more of that. And we want to make it a reflex. So you use Superworld, you benefit the world, you benefit yourself, you benefit Superworld. So that's kind of the idea there. So let me go into the virtual real estate platform and just move into this page here. So this is what it looks like when you get to our virtual real estate page. You know, you can zoom in on properties. There's a search bar on the left here. And when you zoom in, you get a sense for, you know, properties. I'm looking at Manhattan here. Yeah, we go to this property page. This is where you start off in Manhattan. You can kind of zoom in. It'll show you just in detail um, what's going on on the map. Um, there's a legend here on the left, you know, you can see here, I own a couple of properties on the map that are in blue. The ones that are listed are the ones that I'm reselling. The ones that are for resale are available for resale. So if you click on a property, you can see West 45th street is available for 88 ETH. If I wanted to buy that, I can click on purchase. And then the ones in gray are the properties that are already owned, but they are not yet for resale and we're adding a feature very soon that will allow you to message other owners in case you want to put a bid on a property and they're not currently reselling but you would buy it you know because there's a lot of property owners that would sell if they just knew that there was an offer for them for whatever their property is sold for so we'll start doing that we have a dashboard here on the left 
um, that we just added this week that kind of goes into recently selling new listings and then recently purchased properties. So these are properties that are just being resold and then those that have been recently purchased. And we're finding that people are using this to kind of generate ideas as well as go and buy specific properties. If it's not gray or green or blue, but it's on the map there, I can see land on the map. What is yep. that? That's available. Yeah. And we should make that more clear. Yeah. And, and that's a question that comes up a lot. Um, so yeah, you can click anywhere on the map and you know, you'll see it's available for sale 0.1 ETH. A great deal of Manhattan and New York is still available. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's 64 billion plots of land available total. And so, yeah, anywhere on the map that you see it's not colored is available. And if you switch here to this map view, maybe even easier to see what's available and what's not. So if we switch over to Los Angeles as an example, and so these numbers here kind of give a high level understanding of like, you know, how many properties have been bought in these er in different areas, right? So looks like this is probably downtown LA. It looks like 40 plus properties. There's like 70 properties over here. It looks like it's like maybe West Hollywood or something. So, you know, you just get a sense and you can like zoom in. What's cool about this is everyone has their own special place, you know, right? It's a ton of people who have a ton of special places there that they live, lived in, grew up in, know about. That's their community. And I think the really powerful thing here is everyone has that special place and everyone has a story about why they want to build there, what they want to put there, what they're interested in, you know, what their message is. And so in, there's an infinite number of opportunities. So yeah, that's how that works. We have a, a referral link here, though I recommend using Team Superworld on the front page. The Team Superworld link that I showed you earlier gives you a dashboard and will start allowing you to measure activity. So you could use that link in Team Superworld to earn free real estate. So if you believe in our mission of building a better world, you know, you want to help more trees get planted, you know, that's just our initiative right now. But what we want to do is every month, every, you know, every milestone, start doing things for the world. And so you can grab one of the affiliate links from Team Superworld. You can get land, right, for free when, when people click on your link and, and buy land. And then we're moving into DeFi, decentralized finance, and we're moving into further tokenization. So we plan to, you know, landowners are going to have incentives to be able to, you know, participate in DeFi and other things that we're doing. So, you know, lots of, lots of stuff going on. So that was, that was a kind of an overview of the virtual real estate platform. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So you buy, you buy this property and you improve upon it. How do you do that? What does that look like? And what do other people coming to the site see? Say I want to, add some some healthy food to a terminal at LAX. Is that possible to do? And, and what does that look like? You want to add some healthy food to a terminal in LAX? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to bring one of the local farm to table restaurants to LAX and, and, mm -hmm. and, and set up shop there. So, you know, again, this is a, a virtual uh, layer on top of the real world. So you could add content virtually in LAX that allows, you know, anyone to learn more about this restaurant through 3D 
interactive marketing, as an example, content, it could be educational, it could be entertainment content, it could be a, a mini Pokemon Go type game, you know, where they can go and learn more about this healthy restaurant, as well as then click through and then they can order. And so, you know, they would order, you know, I think Mr. Beast had a really great uh, example of this. Did you see what Mr. Beast did with cloud kitchens? So Mr. Beast is an influencer and he started a national burger chain. It's called Mr. Beast Burgers or something. And he did that because he's an influencer and he has, you know, access to cloud kitchens. And so overnight he started a, a national, you know, restaurant chain that is located all over the U.S. with his brand, and he has cloud kitchens all over the U.S. that supply this. And so, you know, that's an example of doing it that way. But in, in your case, if you were someone who promoted or believed in healthy food, right, which may be where you're going here with your example, you could um, collaborate with healthy food restaurants all over the, the world and you would do an online offline partnership similar to kind of what you see Instagram influencers doing now like hey I support a product you know this is a photo of me with the product but imagine if you could use geospatial content to similarly promote brands and then the the consumers could click through and go offline and order those products but in your case you want to do it with healthy food and so you could have relationships all over the U.S. with healthy food brands, which is what Mr. Beast did with burgers and fries. <laughs> so are users doing that through the, the desktop app or are they doing it through the mobile app or, or some other way? Well, so in the future, we'll allow anyone to create, discover and monetize content using the desktop map and the mobile app. So currently the desktop map allows you to buy real estate. That's what it allows you to do. In the future, we're going to allow content to be added directly into the desktop map. So that's coming. And the other thing is where that currently happens is the mobile app. And the mobile app's in open beta, but you can already start adding content. There's a, a digital artist who's already putting NFTs in Superworld, in real world locations. I can show you that too if you want. Here he is right now. I'm just in my Twitter. I don't know if I'm sharing my screen still. Am I still sharing my screen? Yep, we can see it. Okay. So this guy, for example, put his NFT in Central Park last week. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, in Times Square. This is the first NFT floating in Times Square. Does he own Times Square or does somebody else own it and he put it there? Or how does that work? Yeah, he doesn't own Times Square, I don't think. But he, you know, anyone can put anything anywhere. You don't have to own the real estate. Right. Um, if you own the real estate, you get all the economics from anything that happens there. Right. Right. So, so whoever, whoever does own Times Square might yeah. benefit if there's some transaction going on there. Yeah. If someone buys his NFT in Times Square and that NFT was created on the Superworld platform and we're getting economics from that sale, right, then the owner of the real estate would get economics from that sale. Wow. That is so cool. Yeah. So and going back to J Josh's comment about putting a healthy food location in, in a terminal at LAX or some other airport, it, it sounds like you could almost 
pre-sell or price test uh, a restaurant that's not even there yet, right? So if people are walking around the terminal and they're looking for something that fits what kind of food they want to eat, but they can't find it. But somehow they find that there's a, a virtual restaurant that wants to get started and that you could ask people to make a certain commitment or, or fundraise financially to say, I want this in this terminal. And then eventually, if you can prove that it would make the rents uh, necessary, you could decide to move in with that particular restaurant into the terminal, right? If they can just put it anywhere, does it get, do you, is there a constraint, I guess, right? If a thousand people want to put up a piece of art like this in Times Square or want to open, you know, their uh, vegan hot dog stand at the terminal in LAX, does it get overcrowded? Is there some kind of control for that in the, within the system? Yeah. So, you know, again, each of the, the pieces of content that are in Superworld that you see are likely, one, you create your own world. So you're mm -hmm. creating content in your world. And then you can see other filters of the world and how those filters appear to you are based on, you know, who, who you're following, who you're connected to. It's all very permissioned use of data. So mm -hmm. we want to make sure that you're seeing what you want to see. But also we have to filter that down in a curated fashion just so it doesn't overload, you know, there's just like a barrage of stuff around you. So we want to make sure that it's very specific. Right. So like if I'm at, let's, uh, you know, and I go to Blockbuster Video back in the day and I knew I liked that, that, that Clerk Mike's recommendations, I always follow Mike and I rent those videos. And if I go to LAX, I know I eat just like Josh. So I'm going to go into Josh's virtual world, which is layered on top of my LAX experience, right? And I can eat just like Josh eats, right? Sure. Yeah. If Josh is your friend who makes a lot of re restaurant recommendations and, you know, what he should do in LAX, then yeah, his his world probably would be the one that you'd want to look at. Or maybe there's some kind of website that you, you know, some company that you, you affiliate with that has a lot of really great, you know, kind of a Yelp for healthy eating or something. I don't know. And you could look at their world. And they would have a lot of content that maybe you'd want to know about at LAX. So that's the idea. I got a question for you, man, like more historically, like you guys have been at this for a long time, right? Like, so from the beginning of the, the conception of NFTs, really, before we were calling them NFTs, but there was this lull there for a couple of years, right? Where everybody was kind of out doing other things or building or, right? Like not sure, I think, what the future held for, for crypto, like, what would the 2000, like the second half of 2018, 2019 look like for you guys? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's interesting because when we were doing NFTs, a lot of people didn't know about anything about NFTs. Now it's like become very cool, <laughs> which I never imagined that's how, what would happen to this degree. So, you know, I was preaching NFTs <laughs> for years and, you know, people thought I was a crazy person or something, you know, but, you know, the underlying technology is amazing. It's smart. And so the one thing that I always knew about, because I knew it from seeing user activity, is that anytime anyone got into Superworld, since the very beginning, anyone who clicked would buy a lot. You know, I remember when we first started selling NFTs. I was in Thailand. I was living on the beach in Copenhagen Island, uh, just like a place called Zen Beach. And I, you know, because we lived globally nomadically. And so that's where we were at the time. And I was 
talking to some, you know, travelers, nomadic kind of guys, probably some crypto kind of guys, you know what I mean? Some people that were, had some exposure to space, but I wouldn't say were super into it or anything. And I told them about Superworld and it just clicked with them. And then they went and just, you know, they spent about 2,500 bucks. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, these guys are really into it. And they told all their friends about it too. Well, the next time I saw them on the beach, literally like there were 10 other people that came up to me. They were like, hey, you know, you're the founder of Superworld. I heard about it. Like, I'm really excited about it. I want to go buy properties, right? And I was like, wow, there's something here. There's something here because these guys are as excited about it as I am because they get it. And so that was always the case. So, you know, as I was talking to people and evangelizing about what we were working on, even through Crypto Winner, every once in a while there was someone who was like i get it and they would come on and they would buy you know 15 properties on average 10 to 15 properties and i was like wow this just kind of gives me confidence and the understanding that once someone gets it you know and then it really came down to let's explain this better let's explain what it is let's explain nfts you know in a more understandable fashion let's explain what our vision is at Superworld to build a better world, to, you know, enable and empower anyone to do anything anywhere in these filters of the world. And it was a lot to unpack for people. And, and what we did was we spent time figuring out how to explain it better and telling that story in a way that was more understandable. And then we got lucky because, you know, there's all these market forces that we're riding on, right? Which is AR, VR, blockchain, AI, 5G, AR cloud. And then COVID was like, like a big push. And, you know, before COVID, if I told someone I was building a virtual world, they'd be like, wow, that's interesting. Now it's like, oh, this makes total sense. You're building a virtual world, you know? And so all of these things came together to now, I don't even have to explain NFTs, which I never thought that would be the case. <laughs> yeah, but that's the evolution of that. But we always, I mean, I've always believed in Superworld. And if you listen to any of my videos or presentations, even back to 2017, you know, all the things I've been saying then are the same things I'm saying now, so which is great. So I think this is a worthwhile thing to, to throw out there, you know, because Jeff, you're heavily in real estate and we've got the digital real estate thing going on. Like buying actual real estate versus buying digital real estate, is one a better investment? Is that a sort of an odd question to ask? You know, like there's vacant land in California, for example, that's beautiful, full of trees and, you know, with a river running through it or something, you know, and, but you've got to get permits to build a house and, you know, you've got to develop it. And so there's a big dream there, but there's a lot to be done to make things happen. And maybe it takes a while and, and it's a big risk. You don't know if the land's going to appreciate it or not versus buying a digital piece of digital real estate. And maybe you can get started building on it or changing it or adapting it really quick. Jeff, do you think about is digital real estate value actually going to surpass, you know, actual real estate value or Rich and Jeff, I feel like what's going on here? And for me, what comes you know, to mind is what is the inherent value of that property? And then what are the determinants of that inherent value? In the real world, there's a lot of commonality with those determinants of value, right? And there's similar properties nearby 
right? And, and you can use kind of comps to determine like value of properties. The, the, those comps might be valued based on some functional thing, like for instance, like Manhattan real estate, like restaurants or offices, uh, residential, right? There's some functional thing that's happening there. And though someone wouldn't, at least right now, be, be living you know, in the virtual world per se, I think Rich had alluded to it, there's a ton of functional value that could exist there, right? Where you're there physically in the real world and then you're also, you've also entered super world and somebody's specific world within super world. Like we talked about Josh's uh, vegan options at LAX, right? So that gives it inherent value that's similar to the real world, right? But just coming from a different angle. And so to me, the opportunity for value appreciation, if we're just looking at it capitalistically, is there. And in certain places, I think it could most certainly exceed the value of the physical space on the ground. But then there's also just sentimental value, right? Like we're talking about like Barstow or somewhere randomly in the middle of the desert, you know, if you happen to grow up there, maybe a family nearby, maybe again, it's memories, whatever. There's this additional layer of value that could be created there that maybe I share along with the people that went to high school with me. I don't know. They like the area for some reason, you know, and it's, it's a different type of value that you don't see as much in the real world, probably because of the, the price of land or whatever. But th- those are the things that I see. That's what stands out to me. Uh, first blush as the real estate investor and developer, like there's some really big commonalities. Yeah. You know, so I may have mentioned this earlier when we talked, but Stephen Wolfram, when he joined our team, you know, said in the first five seconds of meeting him and telling him about what we're doing, he said, I get this. This is GPS for life. And it took me like 10 more seconds, you know, even though I've been doing this for a while, they totally, you know, I was like, you're exactly right. Right. And so this is what's interesting about this is really we can provide a lot of contextual information and data and information to someone to navigate, you know, GPS generally, we think about going from point A to point B, but this is knowing where you are, regardless of what you want, like whatever you want, whether it's to get educated on food at the airport or, you know, to learn about whales or, you know, learn about space or watch some entertaining content from the movie that's coming out that you want to, you know, want to see in an augmented reality fashion instead of just watching a video you want to be in the movie you know anything can you can do you can do it in a really amazing way and on the real estate side of this you know the reason that he's being really impactful for us is we're adding a lot of data into the virtual real estate layer and so what we want to do is be able to provide that dynamic pricing data on the real world real estate market and so as a buyer of virtual real estate First and foremost, you actually know what's happening in the real world and how that potentially is impacting your virtual real estate. And so, you know, if you're a buyer of, you know, shopping malls, as an example, and there's a piece of countryside that's turning into a a more of a a city kind of urban kind of mall or, you know, city place or whatever, because there's development going on there, there's a chance that that property might be more valuable now than it was before. And so you might want to buy that virtual land and you at least have a good idea of, you know, the pricing dynamics that are happening there. And then we're also going to provide our own data to owners of land of the activity there, the revenue that's occurring there. So my co-founder and I were both on the YouTube platform before, and we were at a company where we were buying digital assets on YouTube, but, but videos. You know, and those videos are assets because they they generate advertising revenue and you can buy and trade videos, you know. And so we're very, very fluent in some of these 
pricing data dynamics of institution. And we were an institutional buyer of videos, you know? And so similar to that, if you think of a piece of land geospatially, it's a digital asset that potentially is generating uh, revenue based on, you know, it being an NFT. And so we want to basically provide this data to buyers and sellers of real estate so they can make smarter decisions on their own about what that potential value is. So I think it's super interesting. I think it's a great question. It's, it's amazing. And I do think it's going to be worth more than physical land. So let's put these two things together. Previously, we talked about crypto winter and folks are talking that's coming at some point again, right? And then we have this inherent value in real estate where Oftentimes, people use real estate as a safe house during tumultuous economic times. Do you think that people, instead of getting out of altcoins and crypto, would find themselves buying virtual real estate as a stable alternative to like a stable coin? Is that something that you guys have explored at all and have any sort of predictions on? And would people use these virtual homes to take out equity loans on to then create businesses in the real world. So I'm curious what your thoughts on that and, and how you're sort of preparing for another crypto winter. Yeah, you know, I think that's an awesome question. We got to get you guys brainstorming with us uh, in our strategy sessions because I love your questions. And I think this is really in line with uh, a lot of the things that we're doing, right? So I think anything that's happening in the real world, you know, definitely has parallels to what we're doing. So anything that you're seeing happening in terms of those characteristics, I think same thing's going to happen in the virtual world, but supercharged because, you know, it just gives you so much more flexibility to develop, to have transparency on revenue and, and on user activity, or at least, you know, some of this stuff is, is potentially slightly more predictable virtually because you can really track a lot more things. And because we're on the blockchain, you have a lot more transparency and we are um, trying to make it so, right? So that's our goal is to provide information transparency to buyers and sellers in this marketplace. So you know, I, I think that the stability of owning a plot of land, at least that you understand a little bit more. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I buy real estate because I can see it and touch it and feel it and go to it and live in it. And, you know, virtual land, even though it is virtual, as we start building structures on that land, and as you have companies that are adding virtual information, we're already working with lots of architects, right? Krista Kim built a house that sold for $500,000 digitally. So this is happening in scale. And some of these projects are, you know, coming down, not only an institutional basis, there's institutional buyers that we're already talking to that are buying real estate, virtual real estate institutionally. And then additionally, you know, there are developers, quote unquote, you know, architecture firms and others that are going to be building on this. And so I think you add you know, just as that if you buy a property in a certain city, there is some, you know, critical mass of a network there that makes, you know, I'm going to buy a property in a college town because I know there's always going to be students renting, right? And so you have, I think, a similar type of effect here virtually. But the beauty of it is you could have it an infinite number of times in any square foot because you don't have to have any physical infrastructure in that square foot. It's virtual. So you have an infinite number of items. So Back to your 
question about, I think the value, I, I've been saying this for years, but I think virtual land's gonna be a lot more valuable than physical land for those reasons. And then back to the crypto winner, I do think that there is going to be some sort of correction here. I think long-term we're gonna go up just based on supply and demand economics. But as we are in these kind of cycles, I think that capital always goes to areas where there is more stability of users, activity, of more transaction volume. And, you know, I think that's going to happen. It's accretive to the nature of how this works with virtual land. I had a question for you. Mariana mentioned in our previous session about how she was so impressed with you, you know, kind of presenting the idea and the vision to investors, you know, one of, one of the best, if not the best CEOs she could imagine. We've talked about, you know, people buying this land, right? But I was just curious, you don't have to answer the question, but in terms of the revenue model of the business, clearly the business makes income from the purchase of the real estate itself. Is there something beyond that or... What's the long-term vision of how the business makes money? Not that it already probably isn't. Yeah. Yeah. So the real estate is only a small part of it, right? So the real estate is, it's a whole product in itself. You buy the real estate, you're getting a share of the economics, but the economics occur on the virtual layer on the, on earth. And that comes from advertising, e-commerce, digital commerce, data, analytics, gaming. So if you think of Pokemon Go as an example of the gaming side of this, that's one component, right? That can happen in Superworld. You could have location-based activations, brandings across all kinds of things. But on top of that, you also have digital commerce that's selling NFTs. So we're launching our NFT salon soon, but it's also e-commerce. There's a lot of other real-world kind of O2O opportunities, as I mentioned to you, right? So that those are all opportunities that turn into revenue for real estate owners as well. I imagine you, you also generate revenue from the ongoing resale of the properties as well as the commerce that would ultimately take place within those properties. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. And, you know, we have a guy on, on our board, who's the guy who defined the modern definition of the metaverse for the IEEE. And he has a concept called the Viper protocol, which basically means that, you know, every action you do in the metaverse helps yourself expands the metaverse. And in our case also helps the earth. And as these actions take place, we want all of those economics to feed each other and feed themselves, right? So all, it's a virtuous circle of activity that benefits real estate owners. They're engaged because they're getting a share of this to bring other people on board, to create more activity, creates, you know, we're trying to look for how, those, how we can put those circles together, ultimately improving the earth. How do we build a platform to improve humanity and benefit humanity? That would be cool. Yeah, love that, man. Love that ethos, right? Love that vision. You know, in, in the conversation we were talking about value, dude, it, it occurred to me and you alluded to it. There's a tipping point in the core value of any property within Superworld that will almost inevitably be worth more than the physical real estate because of the infinite possibilities. You, you, you mentioned it. It's a really important point, I think, to elevate. You can have literally an infinite number of restaurants within that space of, of art artists that showcase their art within Times Square or whatever. It goes on forever, right? So each of these properties, there will be a tipping point right, as we look into the future, I think, where it exceeds the value of, of the physical. Yeah, it's essentially like, you know, a mall of America, 
you know, comes to mind where there's thousands of stores on, in multiple floors. You can really think of this each plot of land as a, a skyscraper of layers of, of value and whatever you want to, you know, what kind of tenants you want in your skyscraper. Yeah. Rich has mentioned it a couple of times about the $500,000 home that, uh, that was sold. And I noticed Josh during the, the podcast, uh, the earlier portion of the podcast, and Ethan, you as well, you guys didn't mention just how hard I think we were roasting that thing <laughs> Wait, in one of our earlier episodes. I was going to bring that up, but we didn't have time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Something about uncomfortable chairs, I think, is what it was, if I remember. <laughs> and Josh making a lemonade stand, if, uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. But the creator of it, I don't know if you were making it clear, Jeff, but the creator of it is, is an ambassador from Superworld, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what's so interesting about that is that even though we can make fun of a you know digital house in its first iteration, someone found value in it, and she, the creator, who is a creative person, created you know economic value surrounding this. And when I met Rich for the first time, I realized that this is not about a company that's going to have a business model that's very similar to many other ventures out there, right? This is not like an NFT marketplace, or this is not just a VR company with a game or games. This is actually a company that's um, creating the ultimate consensus economy layer, right? So that you, Josh, with all of your wonderful, you know, farm to table and organic food ideas and experiences that you bring to the table from all the businesses I've known you, you know, developing over the years, you can come into super world and you can overlay your experience onto the super world. And it's not going to limit your economic potential in it. That's what's wonderful about it. So it's like the ultimate consensus economy, which is what Rich says, come in, tell us what you want to do. And we'll try to make it happen collectively. That's what I love about yeah, it. Yeah, it's really evident from this whole conversation that's the case. I mean, it's freaking, you know, you think of the possibilities within NFT. We've been for several years as well, just big proponents of it and talk to everybody about it. And to see it actually come to life and to look at it through the lens of Superworld is so fascinating. And as a fan as, and as fans of, of NFT, it's also very fulfilling because people are starting to get it. And, and so, yeah, so excited. Yeah, it's really, it's awesome. And I really appreciate all of your excitement and enthusiasm around it and what we're doing. And, you know, again, that makes me very happy because we want to do good things for the world and get creatives and technologists and educators and entertainers and everyone together to do this. So it's super fun. I, guys, I actually have to jump on another call I have a, a collector on the phone who's waiting to talk to me. He's a big collector. He's the guy who bought like the Paris Hilton first edition and all kinds of stuff. You're so going to have to rip yourself away from this brother because we'll keep you here all day. <laughs> no, I love talking to you guys. I love talking to you guys. Yeah. We're going to continue our conversation with you. We really appreciate you joining us. Thank, thank, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mariana, for joining us and spending some time with us to talk about the future of NFTs. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mariana. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, Rich. Okay, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us, and say something cool. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole.